Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. If you'd care to join us, we record live on Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. We generally answer a few questions from our live viewers related to whatever topic we're covering that week. And if there's a topic you'd like covered, you can also submit a request on our website, purelyocd.com. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Purely OCD. Hello, we are going to be talking about harm, guys. Um, harm OCD, is... just be specific. <laughs> harm guys, yeah, guys with harm. <laughs> harm guys. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. no, no. So we're we're going to start by just breaking up the first section of harm being identifying different types because harm can come in so many varieties of intrusive thoughts. Um, but this likely will be, you know, a series of, of, um, conversations for sure. Um, so yeah, so, and, and perhaps we talk, cause I, I know we've, we probably want to parse out things like emotional harm or like self-harm in maybe even in, in different episodes, just because those are, are pretty rich topics and things that some people struggle with in their own right. But when we're talking about harm OCD generally, like if I say harm OCD, what are we thinking of? So usually the first thing that comes to mind is like a violent intrusive thought. Like what if I stab my spouse or what if I shove that woman into the train tracks or Mm -hmm. what if um, I poison my family? Yep. All of those things. Yeah. So, and, but I think what some of the things that you point out in that are that it it could be like, what if I accidentally harm somebody else versus what if I harbor secret urges Mm -hmm. to cause harm to somebody? Um, yeah. And I think also worth mentioning is when we talk about harm OCD, a lot of the time we're talking about the fear of causing harm to others. And yet a lot of people have as their primary obsession fears that somehow harm is going to befall them or their loved ones, not by their own hand or, you know, fault. So, um, and that's equally problematic. Yep. Good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, harm in general, it could just be like violent intrusive thoughts. It doesn't have to be death. It could be rape. Um, it could be severing someone's head off, you know, like it can be very violent and graphic. Um, mm. I've, I've seen and heard, and I'm sure Lauren has as well, such a vast variety 
of intrusive thoughts, any that come to your mind that you've seen or? I mean, I think you did a pretty good job of, of talking about the spectrum, but um, a lot, one thing I do, I feel like I talk about this a lot too, is uh, I have, I hear people or see people who are avoiding uh, knives, for instance, because they're afraid they're going to stab somebody or Mm -hmm. they won't watch a television show because that has maybe criminal uh, aspects in it. Yeah. Well, I was actually that too. That's such a good one. I was actually thinking more like, like law and order or something like that, where you're likely to see like maybe guns or triggering things, but actually, no, that's, I think that's a really common one. What you're saying is Mm -hmm. the, the sort of, um, watching a film or a TV show about a serial killer oftentimes will bring about these thoughts for people, especially because they're super fascinating Right. And I think people are, are worried that they're fascinated. Some people are worried that they're fascinated <laughs> about this. I'm not worried, apparently. <laughs> I, I just think it's it's very, very, you know, it's I mean, it's confounding and perplexing and upsetting, but it's also just um interesting, right? We're drawn to, I mean, that's why there are so many shows about these people, is like we're d- drawn to try to understand tragedy. And so when that happens, it's like well, what does mm-hmm. this mean about me that I really want to watch this show or that I'm fascinated by? It? I mean, I don't, again, have this issue, um, mm-hmm. this particular one, but um, <clears throat> that oftentimes will come up for people for sure. Yeah, for sure. We definitely, as a as a human race, want to figure out anomalies that go on. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's in you know this the culture we live in, we're like very fascinated and almost like intensely um, focused on psychopathology. If you look at like TV shows, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember watching the Ted Bundy thing and being like, oh well, this is supposed to be graphic and you're supposed to feel a certain way, like grossed out. And I wasn't at all. Mm. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting information. What What does does that that mean? mean? (laughs) Does that mean like this stuff doesn't bother me enough to like, shouldn't I be more disgusted? Um, But actually, you know, almost a hint of empathy goes on of like, wow, this person is really sick and Mm. doesn't have a well- grounded life. And, you know, obviously I do not think that murdering people is okay and everything he did was wrong, obviously. But I'm just saying is, you know, as a sensitive person, I, I tend to look at both sides of like, oh, I see how this happened more. Well, and when you're watching a TV show, they're dramatizing it in order Yes. To pull on people's heart trains. To provoke. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, even if it's a documentary, they're structuring it in such a way mm-hmm. that it's sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's going to make you think about the empathic piece of like, wow, this person is a a sad human and a sick yeah. human. And yeah. So, but that doesn't stop the brain. All of these things that we're talking about, which are sort of normalizing the idea that you're going to have, that people are going to have intrigue and interest and even empathy for, you know, potentially for serial killers, right? Like it's, uh, 
that's not going to stop your mind from doubting what your real intentions are and what you may or may not want and what that means. Yep. Um, and oftentimes people talk about snapping or like, oh, mm. what if I just like hit this point where I just lose it? I just crack and come mm. un unhinged. Yes. Yeah. In fact, it, um, and I think we, we've talked a lot about the idea of these concentric circles of different subtypes. And this is where fears related to mental health and whether or not perhaps you could have psychosis, have a break from reality and do something that's completely antithetical to your character. Not saying that like, that's what happens with psychosis, but that's the fear, mm -hmm. um, that people have that concern and it sort of comes it like it triggers their harm obsessions as well. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, did I hear something just then? Or, oh, did I just see something out of the corner of my eye? Or am I having hallucinations? And then, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even avoiding <clears throat> being having negative emotions because that might trigger mm. harm thoughts. Like, what if I'm angry and I go too far with my anger? I can't be trusted with that feeling of anger mm. because I might lose it. Yeah, and I think the people that we see with harm are often the most soft-spoken, mm -hmm. demure, uh, yeah, and, and very gentle people. And I think that it, so much so that even things like being feeling anger seem like threats to Definitely, them. definitely. So, and, you know, some of the work is around letting yourself feel those feelings because anger, as it turns yeah. out, isn't just for Ted Bundy. It's a very normal human experience. Yeah. My therapist is like, you need to get more angry. <laughs> you need to do that more often. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're saying I can yell at my child? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have carte blanche to yell yeah. at my, my spouse. Cool. Um, <laughs> no. And obviously not. Um, we're not the anger and the expression of that anger, of course, two separate entities, but yeah. certainly allowing yourself to feel it in the very same way that we talk so often about allowing ourselves to feel anxiety. Super important. Yeah. Very important. But it's going to feel like a threat and people with harm OCD are often going to think, oh no, if I allow myself to feel this anger, then I'm going to snap and I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to you know, stab my whole family to death and I'm going to, or I'm going to go on a shooting rampage. You know, there are all sorts of fears that come up in that context. Right. And then there are stories in the news that are really triggering for people around that too, because it does happen. Oh yeah. Every time there's a school shooting, you know, our phones start ringing or clients will start bringing that to the table. Yeah. Um, for sure. It triggers that but I don't want to leave out like the violent, intrusive, uh, gruesome rape stuff, right? So yeah. that happens a lot. People will be like uh, using a public restroom mm -hmm. and there was a person in there and they're like, oh my gosh, did I rape them? Yeah. Right. And they might go back and check in the same way like hit and run would look. Mm. Yeah. So maybe taking pictures scanning later on, going back. 
Yep. And also in the sort of false memory stuff yeah. too. And, and if you're in the restroom with somebody and you're, you had uh, like an image pop in and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, did, did I rape them? That you're then sort of looking at the person and smiling and see like once you're maybe yeah. washing your hands or something, you know, like see like, Ooh, did something, something do, do I look rapey or are they looking at do, me? Like do they, they as though something bad has happened? Yeah. 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 One thing actually I think is really important that you brought up too is this element of intrusive images because I think it does tend to come up a lot with this subtype is really graphic and violent images and that serves as the trigger to the the obsession of mm. yeah sometimes sometimes it's something external like watching a news story or um, like there was a, a woman recently who uh, had severe postpartum depression and who, you know, I think killed her three children. And, you know, that comes up, that could be a trigger or in the very same way that an image might just flash in your mind unrelated because we have really creative brains, those of us with OCD. And then um, all of a sudden you're off to the races with trying, trying to figure out what that means about you, that you have that image pop into your mind. Yeah. The images are rough. They're so Oh, they take mm -hmm. the air right out of your chest. It's like, oh, like yeah. the ground falls out. I don't know. I mean, yeah. all intrusive thoughts do, but I don't know. Something about the images, like I, for me, even just like a sa the sound of mm. impact. Yeah. Yep. I think one of the things too is that the external triggers can inform the internal triggers, but that doesn't mean that we want to avoid ex external triggers. So let me break mm -hmm. that down a little bit. Like I think of the movie American History X. Mm, gosh. Oh yeah, man. Which is, it's an intense uh. film, but it, there is one moment, right? Where they have somebody uh. fight the sidewalk and, and stomp their head, which is like, the it's horrifying, right? Like I yeah, hear that. It, even myself saying that. And it's like, Oh, right? like there's a cringe yeah. factor and the, the sound and the, all of that. So now that image lives in my head, but I don't want to then not ever watch a movie that I really want to watch mm -hmm. or that I've heard is impactful or powerful because that thought may now be sort of in my brain in perpetuity because it's okay. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah. You don't want to avoid sidewalks either. No, that would be very limiting in, yes. in life. It sure <laughs> you know? would. It sure would. But I wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, this I would disorder. not put it past OCD for a second. Nope. Well, I'm, you know, I can't walk next to somebody near a sidewalk or in a certain way. A, a thousand percent that could attach. Yeah. Um, whew. Yeah. I forgot about that. But the moment you said that, I was like, You're oh, like, oh no, it's going there. Please don't. <laughs> but you did. And I that's did. good. It's good yeah. for us yeah. to live with that type of uh, obsessions. For sure. Um, so yeah, it can definitely play in like having memories or like pull on things that have actually really happened in the news mm -hmm. or in a movie you've watched. And, you know, obviously that informs a lot of what we <laughs> – yeah. Where we pull things. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the, the element of urges 
right? And I say urges with air mm-hmm. quotes because I'm not. I, people worry that they are urges, but there's a maybe an awareness of physical sensation related to, you know, even uh, turning your wheel of your car into incoming traffic or pushing someone that you're with off of a high precipice. And I don't, I think that people actually fuse with their thoughts more on this. And you wrote an article, I think that, that spoke mm-hmm. really directly to this a, a while ago with Catherine Benfield, right. Where mm-hmm. you contributed to her article. Yeah. Um, but that it's not really, I mean, the, it's the uncertainty around, is this an urge, but it is a different sort of category of experience. Like it's the awareness of your physical sensations yeah. in that moment that ends up serving as the trigger. Right. The fear of having the urge. Right. And the fear is, is this an urge? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like I'm super aware of my hands and the placement of my body near this other person. Could that mean I have this urge to just shove yeah. them into traffic? Right. I feel a tingling in my fingers or yeah, uh, like a tension building. Does that mean that I'm about to, um, you know, punch this person? I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go into um, compulsions and all of that at a different time, but it seems to me. I, I know we've got a hard out here shortly, so it seems to me like maybe we take that on as part two. That. Next time, and actually next week, we have a special guest who's going to be joining us. So it won't be next time, but the time after that we talk about uh, harm OCD and and the compulsive side of things. And perhaps we'll even, depending on how long, you know, we need, we can always uh, tack on a third episode related to ERP and, and all of that. And we welcome any questions you can actually email us at purelyocd at gmail.com. And actually, while we're here, in case you're interested in checking out Kelly, she is uh, the director of the Center for OCD here in Southern California. Her Instagram is at the OCD therapist, and you can find her at centerforocd.com. And I, for Lauren... (laughs) She is the director at the Center for the Obsessive Mind, and you can find her at The Obsessive Mind on Instagram, and her website is theobsessivemind.com. And you can also check out all of our past episodes of Purely OCD on podcast apps, but also on our website, which is purelyocd.com. And uh, yeah, any any thoughts to wrap up just the discussion of, of these intrusive thoughts specifically related to physical harm, I should say, and a physical harm of another or your own physical harm as caused by another person. Yeah. By proxy. Yeah. Just that you're not your thoughts. Mm. You have thoughts and they're really scary and um, you're not alone in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's super important. I think having these thoughts as we've been talking about really generates a lot of thoughts about who you are as a person, like having Mm -hmm. images or uh, interests or the experience physically of what may or may not be an urge 
and to recognize that we are sort of the container in which all of these experiences happen, but they don't necessarily mean a, a thing about us is right key. Uh, of course, the trouble is that there's always going to be doubt because this is the doubting disorder. So people will be like, but what if it does mean something? And and that's where we have to start to consider yeah, accepting that we don't we don't know everything with 100% certainty sometimes we have to be uh, kind of accepting of 90% what whatever the case may be like what did the facts point toward and you know but we can't rely on that that's not going to convince our emotions away unfortunately yeah uh, we both tried yeah. <laughs> really hard <laughs> extensively and it's, and I've watched it's yeah. really expensive if you do it that way <laughs> Um, I would just like to warn you how much a specialist is because yeah, yeah. no, it's so uh, true. It's, it's, uh, it's not easy. And it's, it's so costly in terms of your life. Yeah, it is. The amount of time that gets dedicated to trying to resolve it and all of that. So yeah. Thanks all for joining us and Thank we'll hope you guys come back and, and be with us next week. And, uh, when Dr. Patrick McGrath will be on board with us and, uh, until then TTFN. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.